This is Alan Sutphin, missionary to Uganda, East Africa. My wife Elena and I have been in Soroti, a small town north of Kampala, for just over 10 years now. We are church planters, but also work on a team called the Soroti Orphan Assistance Project, where we minister to orphans, mainly through a church and a primary school. Uh, I'm a PA. Elena is a nurse. We do a lot of medical uh, medical work as well in the area and uh, would like to just list down a few of the many things that uh, we are thankful for this this season. Um, so many to list but here are just a few. Probably the number one blessing is salvation. Uh, what an unspeakable gift that we've been given and uh, we thank the Lord so much for that. I'm thankful personally for my wife, Elena, who puts up with me in the, in the rigors of the mission field. Uh, very thankful for our sending church, Temple Baptist Church, for their financial and prayer support over all these years. And, uh, of course, thankful to the Lord for the privilege uh, to serve him on the mission field of Uganda. Uh, uh, so many blessings there all by itself. We, uh, we thank the Lord for good health especially this past uh, almost two years of a pandemic that's been going on. We've been in very good health and so thankful for that. We're thankful for our uh, fellow missionaries and, uh, and sending churches that uh, provide us with prayer support uh, over all these years. So those are just a few things we're thankful for. And uh, may the Lord bless you all and all the other missionaries listening. Uh, we appreciate the podcast. It's a blessing. And may the Lord bless you all. You're listening to the Missionary Perspective Podcast with veteran missionaries Eric Johnson and Joshua Mead. We're glad you could join us. We trust this podcast will be both a blessing and a challenge as we relate topics in world evangelism from a missionary perspective. Now, here's Josh and Eric. Hey, Josh. I don't know if you're like me, but boy, am I sure excited for this next topic, which is not church planning, not language school, not deputation. But Thanksgiving. Yes, holiday seasons, uh, Thanksgiving, Christmas. It's always uh, mixed emotions when you're overseas, when you're away from home and a holiday comes up. There's a lot of different emotions. You, you're away from family and yet there are ways to make it special on the mission field. And so I think we're going to talk a little bit specifically today, like you said, about Thanksgiving. I'm excited. It's just a couple days away. Of course, this episode is going to be released on Thanksgiving. And so uh, we're going to have our theme today surrounding Thanksgiving. You know, I don't know if you're like me, Josh, but when I was somewhere around 13, 14, 15 years old, uh, I changed, which, which was my favorite um, holiday, Christmas, to Thanksgiving. Now, that may have uh, changed in my heart because of the three famous Fs, family, food, and football. And so, you know, Thanksgiving for us and our family was always a fun time where we got to see family for the first time or the, in a long time we hadn't seen family. And they would come to my parents' house and they would have this amazing spread of food. And then, of course, we got to watch my beloved Cowboys sometimes win and sometimes lose. And so that's, that's what Thanksgiving meant to me. It was a very special time. Uh, but, you know, now that I have little kids, it's fun to see them go through Christmas and we have many outreaches in our church. But for me personally, Thanksgiving is still my favorite. Oh, definitely. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. Definitely a great time for family and get togethers for sure. 
Well, today we wanted to discuss um, this idea of not only Thanksgiving, because we all should always be giving thanks, especially as uh, missionaries and uh, believers in Jesus Christ, but kind of give that perspective of what it's like to be a missionary, or maybe there's an expat listening as well that's experienced um, celebrating a holiday that's specific to your country, in our case, uh, Thanksgiving, for being a U.S. citizen, but celebrating that overseas. And as Josh mentioned, sometimes the emotions that um, come into our hearts as we are far from family, but sometimes the um, very exciting and fascinating parts to celebrating it overseas, trying to find different things food-wise that you're used to. But um, before we dive into the spiritual aspects, Josh, I got some questions because you know, we need to get down to uh, talking food here. I'm going to give you a scenario. Uh, it's Thanksgiving Day, and you are going through the line to pick out food. But someone says, Josh, you have this plate. You can only choose three things. And we're not going to talk about dessert quite yet. This is just the regular food. What three things is Josh Mead putting on his plate? Oh, man, if I only have three choices, which Thanksgiving <laughs> is all tough. about choices right there's so much food Mm -hmm. so much available um really if i had three choices these are my three top favorite you have to go of course with turkey okay but let's say turkey's a given so i'm gonna i'm gonna pick three turkey's kind of a given maybe that's automatically on the plate okay i'm gonna give that caveat maybe so out of the three that i would choose number one would be my grandma's broccoli casserole, a cheesy broccoli casserole. The way she makes it, absolutely amazing. Wow. It's got some, it doesn't sound great when you say it out loud. It's a mixture of cottage cheese and broccoli and different cheeses and all mixed in together and it's baked and it's just perfection. It's delicious. So I'd go with that as a number one choice. Then I would choose cheesy potatoes. My wife makes an mm. excellent cheesy potato hash brown casserole dish. And so I would definitely have to go with that. And as you can see, our power just went out. Uh, and so I'm going to keep going. Though. Thanksgiving! So, yeah. <laughs> so this is missionary life. So cheesy potatoes. Um, I would go with, uh, what was my last one here? It's in the dark here. So let cheesy me see. Cheesy potatoes, broccoli, and you want and more. And then I wrote down, ah, yes, cranberry. Uh, this cranberry dish wow. that my uh, mom makes. It's kind of a cranberry mixture of different it's a jello almost mm-hmm. and it's got different nuts in it it's really good mm-hmm. and so yeah that, i would i would go with those three wow that's a great list it's not necessarily the list i would have expected uh the cranberry my, my wife made the same thing that cranberry salad and that's very good for me if we're going to give turkey as a given and then i also uh will say gravy is just uh, something you add on we're not going to count gravy but i gotta go with stuffing uh, I love the stuffing that my mom used to make, and now that my wife has learned the recipe, I love stuffing with my turkey, as well as um, mashed potatoes and sweet potato casserole. Those, if I have those three things, you know, I'm probably good for about two to three days worth of eating there. So if I get turkey stuffing, mashed potatoes, and sweet potato casserole, now you notice Josh's was a lot more healthy in his selections. It's probably why he's a lot thinner than I am right now. Now, okay, that's our food on our plate, and that's going to keep us happy and uh what about josh when you uh go to get your desserts after you've had a couple uh turns at the regular food what's the if you could pick one dessert your one go-to dessert what is it well i'm gonna go with and as you can see here i'm moving over to my electric panel and i'm resetting my electric 
while we're doing this, this podcast. This is 101, man, right now. So I would have to go with... You don't with, get this on any other podcast, by the way. That's right, that's right. You get to see Missionary Life as we are broadcasting, so... <laughs> I would go with um, definitely... Um, I would go with the cheese. Like, I love pumpkin pie. I love pumpkin flavor. But if it's in the form of a cheesecake, so kind of my mom makes this creamy cheesecake pumpkin dessert. Oh. So I would definitely go with that, number one. And then number two, I would have to say would be, um, uh, let's see, uh, tiramisu cake that my grandma makes that's really good and then basically the third one would be any dessert that my wife makes whatever she makes that year okay i'm gonna go with she makes really good uh cookies and she does she really bakes a lot of really good dishes um one of her specialties was we don't eat it as much now but she makes what's called turtle brownies and it's a layer of brownie layer of caramel layer of chocolate chips it's just really good and so yeah i'd go with those three well, I'm ready to eat right now. No, I, I am an old school guy, and my wife makes tremendous pecan pies. I love that with some whipped cream on top. And then I guess if my second choice, I probably don't particularly love pumpkin pie, except for me eating pumpkin pie on Thanksgiving is just traditional. It's like I probably wouldn't choose pumpkin pie any other time of the year, but having it at Thanksgiving, there's just something that uh, seems right. And then lastly, I guess if there's like a good apple pie or apple strudel, and I got any room left, which is very seldom, I would do that. But yeah, pumpkin pie, that's a that's a must for me, and I, I love it. In fact, we had this funny story this weekend. We were in the Capitol, and we've been looking all over for pecans, and we can't find them anywhere. And we were like, oh, you know, Thanksgiving's going to be ruined. And literally, right before we're leaving the store, my daughter spies out of the corner of her eye an end cap where there are the last three boxes of small boxes of pecans. And, you know, uh, Thanksgiving disaster was averted. So, yeah, that's what it's like, missionary, or not missionary, but friend back home, what it's like for us as missionaries trying to get those little specialty touches uh, to make Thanksgiving fun. Because sometimes, or very much all the time for us, being away from family is not easy, but it also can be very, very fun. And um, so I want to kind of talk now about some of the blessings. And I think we as missionaries know that, you know, one of the things we are going to sacrifice by leaving our homeland behind and our family are these special times. Now, thankfully, we get furloughs and there's times to have those. But, you know, Josh, in the 12 years we've been here, just because the way that our furloughs work, we've only celebrated one Thanksgiving back in America in the last 12, 13 years. And so, but you know what? We really enjoy spending it overseas. And so, Josh, why don't you start us with our top five reasons we're we are thankful for being missionaries in the countries we serve. Why don't you start us with number five for your list? Well, I'm going to start off, first of all, with just plain being thankful to be a part of God's global program. You know what God is doing in the world. Um, I love mission work everywhere. I love, always loved growing up reading about missionaries. I loved when missionaries came to our churches. I love seeing what God is doing around the world. And I love being a part of God's work internationally, you know, being a part of what all goes into that, you know, learning a new language, learning about new cultures, uh, being able to travel. I love that aspect. And so I love that he's, I'm grateful and thankful that he saw fit to call me into the ministry 
and that he saw fit to put me into this work of uh, missions abroad, specifically here in Senegal. I'm thankful that my family gets to uh, be a part of God's work, see God working firsthand. And so I would have to say I'm most thankful for to start it off with just the calling to be a missionary and to be a part of God's program, just a small part in what God is doing in this world. Uh, and to be able to do that uh, in another country with all that that entails and goes with that. Very grateful for that. How about you? Well, that's terrific. Yeah, that's terrific. Uh, I, I uh, second that. And uh, I would say for me, I kind of, you know, Josh is more spiritual than I am. So I started to attend with the less spiritual ones first and kind of work it up to, to make it seem like I'm spiritual as well. But uh, that's a terrific one. My number five is that, and I some of these things, I don't mean to be like, uh, kind of poking Josh because some of these aren't necessarily the ones he's able to have, but I'm thankful to live in a beautiful Caribbean country where the climate is very, very nice. And even though we don't live in a beach town, that we can have fun days enjoying God's beautiful creation, whether it be in the mountains or in the rivers or on the coast. And there's just something very, uh, very nice about living in the Caribbean when you see your friends back home shoveling three feet of snow. And so I'm, I wake up constantly thinking, wow. Thank you, Lord. You know, I get to serve you like Josh talked about, but I get to do it in a very beautiful place. And I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong to be thankful for that. No, I would agree. And I, I you know, that's something I've always thought of my whole life is uh, if, if God allows me to retire from the work here in Senegal, I'd also too probably pick a place in the Caribbean where it's nice and easy and <laughs> relaxing and all that. So, no, it's true. I Can't, it, can't argue with that. That's right. And if, yeah, we... Definitely, you you really got to dig deep where we're at to be thankful for 120 degree weather in a sandstorm. But we are grateful when I see the snowstorm in Michigan and I see him shoveling snow. I am grateful for that weather here, even though it's not the best climate. But I'll take the heat over the cold any day, me personally. Excellent. Well, let me give you my number four. We'll kind of go back and forth like this. Uh, number four, I am very thankful to have had and have now many wonderful missionary friends and mentors living here on the island. You know, that's something that I probably took for granted. And the more I spoke to missionaries like Josh and others who maybe don't have nearly as many, uh, it's probably because the Dominican's a very easy place to live. and Everyone wants to come live in the Caribbean. But you know, for other reason is we have been blessed to have a lot of missionaries here. And over the years, many have been mentors to us. And now we get to be mentors to others. And, you know, that really makes it fun in a lot of levels to get to know some uh, U.S. missionaries, other, other nationalities as well. But especially during times like Fourth of July or Thanksgiving where there are special U.S. holidays where you can get together and share. In fact, uh, this weekend or this Thursday, we're going to be going down to the Capitol and celebrating with about four or five different families. And, you know, it's kind of funny, Josh. I don't know how you feel, but, you know, when we celebrate Thanksgiving overseas, it's like we have this little secret club. And only we get to have this special holiday. The rest of the world around us is just living their normal Thursday life. And we get to go have this special celebration. And that's a lot of fun. So I'm thankful for good missionary friends on the mission field. Yeah, I would definitely say that my next two in our list follow up exactly on what you're saying. Because what I had listed as my next two things of being thankful for 
One is the network of missionary friends that you develop, and that goes for on the field, the missionaries that you connect with and meet. Uh, this Thursday, we're getting together with another mission team that's here in our city. We're just so thankful for that opportunity to be able to connect because right now in our country, we're the only independent Baptist in our entire country let alone our city. And there's only one other mission organization with American missionaries that are here. And in fact, the previous few years, one of the missionary families that were working here, they're not in our city anymore, but the husband was Canadian. And so we would get together for Canadian Thanksgiving in October, and then we would have American Thanksgiving in November. That's one advantage of marrying somebody from Canada you get to celebrate more than one holiday. And so more, having two Thanksgivings a year is, uh, you can't beat it. And so we, we um, yeah, we'll be getting together. And what I love, so this goes along with my second two, I love being able to grow a network of missionary connections while you're doing deputation, while you're on furlough, which brings me into, I think, what are we on, number three, uh, my third goes along with the fourth, which is that network of missionary friends you develop over time as you travel. And the third one is I'm so grateful for the format of of fundraising that we do, of support and deputizing and going to churches, just the entire way we do it. There's strengths and weaknesses uh, to the way that we raise support. There's a lot of positives. There's pros. There's cons. But I wouldn't have it any other way. I love the way that we do it. The network of churches, uh, that the way you raise support, connecting with these churches, getting churches behind you, um, the way that we as independent Baptists raise support, you get missions in front of the church on a regular basis. People connect with you, supporters and individuals and pastors know your name. They've met you in person. And so I'm thankful for the way we raise support. I'm thankful for the network of churches that get behind us as a missionary family supporting our work. And then I'm grateful for the network of missionaries that you connect with as you do your travels and as you raise support, uh, those would be my next two that I'm very grateful for. Well, that's a terrific uh, observation, and that's true. It's amazing how, you know, in the last 15, 20 years of our lives, we now have friends literally all over the world. And it's like you kind of get a clued in, even before the news, what's going on around the world just by your friends where they live. Right. Uh, my number three is that I'm also very thankful for the Dominican pastor friends we have here on this island. What many may not know is that we have an amazing number of strong national-led churches here on our island. Now, the majority of them are in the capital, which is about 4 million people. Uh, and, and they've actually uh, talked to me about how uh, one of the great needs they have is to send more people out, out outside of the capital. And that's one of the things right. we're doing, going to the north. But these, these works, these national-led works, are the result of missionaries from 40 years ago and, and even longer. And we have some of the best preachers you will ever hear, no, no matter the language you're speaking. And uh, we often are, are, have the privilege to, to receive their time as they take time to come up to our church or our churches and preach for us. And I'm so grateful for um, their faithfulness and their friendship and how it helps as we 
lead and teach and disciple our believers here in our church to show them great examples of the future and and these young men especially what they can aspire to be and i'm so thankful for the years that we've had these friendships with these dominican pastors and i i count it a great privilege to count so many of them as my friends so that's nine number three um number two uh and this is a very interesting one i am very thankful to live in a culture and this is probably opposite of josh in some ways that is predominantly open to the gospel message now Due to their religious background, this often presents different obstacles, but the receptivity to the gospel makes the experience here very, very enjoyable. In Dominican culture, it's quite fascinating, and uh, it can be funny, it can be interesting, but it is, if if anything, it is fascinating, and one of the aspects is their receptivity to the gospel, and I'm very thankful. I think Josh has a different personality. He is built forward tough, you know, thick skin. I don't think I would be very good if people were always saying no, no, no to me. And I'm thankful <laughs> for the Lord placed me in a spot where people are willing to listen. Doesn't mean they always get converted because that's a right. whole other issue with uh, the religious situation. But I'm thankful for the receptivity to the gospel here in the Dominican. Yeah, praise the Lord. I'm, and I would go along with that. I'm thankful for when you are in a difficult place to know that it's the Holy Spirit ultimately who is doing the work in people's hearts. And when you do see God so clearly and evidently working and opening doors, um, I am so thankful that this is the Holy Spirit's work. It's not our work. And we just present the gospel. And like you said, yeah, you you hear a lot of negativity here, a lot of you know opposition to the gospel, more so than other countries. Um, but you see when the Holy Spirit breaks through those barriers and those walls that people put up and those layers that have to be overcome, the powers in the gospel, Pastor Malik, the lead pastor of our church and I, we were just talking this morning in our meeting about a few contacts who run social media for Islamic uh, companies that are here in Senegal. They do Islamic teaching and videos and things like that. They contacted us, show expressing their thankfulness that we're distributing all these teachings in Wolof, and we're trying to preserve the Wolof language. And uh, it opened a door because we do everything in Wolof to share the gospel with these influencers through our Islamic teachers here in our country. Uh, opens a door to have a discussion on how Malik can be can use Wolof maintain his name he didn't change into a christian name he maintained his name which was it's technically an arabic islamic name um but the doors open like that only god can open doors like that soften hearts and so yeah i'm grateful for that as well i would say my number two that i wrote down is and it goes along again i just mentioned social media um it goes with i'm grateful for advances in technology okay when I read missionary biographies and when I when I talk to missionaries just, you know, who were on the field 20 years ago, 25 years ago, even just the changes and advancements that have that allow for communication today. Um, I, I wouldn't want to trade that for back in the day when you had to send a letter and three months later it would arrive and, you know, you would read about what the missionary is doing. I'm grateful that we can send a prayer letter through email. We do a video update. We post things on social media. And then maybe we come home. And when we go to our visiting churches, 
they know what's going on because they're immersed with and following us with this all these forms of communication. And if you're a missionary, I would say learn to develop uh, that every method of communication for the glory of God. Because when you stay connected and, and people know what's going on in your work, then they're knowledgeably praying. And I'll tell you what, when you go back to the field and somebody comes up and says, how's that person doing who you just mentioned you know, a month ago in, in a video, and they're that current with what's going on, uh, that's a blessing to the missionary. And so utilize those means of communication and, uh, you know, to share with people. I remember I was in a missions conference and the pastor got up and he said, we, we need it, you know, to get back to the old days of the missionaries. And I thought, Maybe not everything the old school missionaries did. You know, I'm I'm thankful for some of the new things, you know, that we have at our disposal. And uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm thankful for that. Some of the advances in technology, being able to do even a podcast like this, where you and I on two different sides of the world, despite the power outages and sometimes the uh, complications, we're able to get on here and just share our hearts with people and, and let people know what it's like being a missionary. And, and so I'm grateful for that. And those guys uh, envisioning talking to other missionaries and having chats about missions uh, virtually. That's a, that's a really great blessing. So, all right, well, let's go to our number one. I'll, uh, I'll give mine and Josh can give his. This one is uh, probably the case for most missionaries, but this is never gets old. And that is, I'm most thankful for the opportunity to serve as a missionary here in the DR and, and to see lives transformed right before our eyes. Um, in fact, it's last week as I was thinking about this topic. In fact, I was standing in the pulpit and we have a time in our church service where we have a, a you know, a passage of scripture we're memorizing and kids and adults and older adults, uh, if they've memorized it, will stand up and they'll, and they'll recite it aloud. And I was just overwhelmed as, as many people were reciting uh, the, the verses for the month. Each person had such a unique testimony. And as I, I kind of was thinking about how thankful I was to be the pastors, this, this wonderful eclectic background of people, I was looking out and I literally, this isn't, this is the truth. These were people who were, um, let's see the backgrounds that we had. Oh yeah. We had people who were former drunks, adulterers, drug dealers, convicts, thieves, and yet they all have been changed by the power of the gospel through Jesus Christ. And the fact that the Lord has allowed us to be a part of that and to see that firsthand, Really, that never gets old. And there, there are complications and difficulties sometimes in the mission field. We talk about that sometimes. But boy, when you see those faces and see how you got to have a front row seat to seeing the transformation in their lives, really, that's the thing I'm probably most thankful for of being a missionary. Oh, no doubt. Seeing the gospel transform people's lives is something that it never gets old. And seeing how the Lord reaches people in their need where they are and that the gospel is relevant to the need of every individual and every culture has different obstacles and different difficulties sin is sin no matter where you're at but every culture every people group you know they'll have different different things that enslave and put us in bondage and i'm so thankful that the gospel is so universal and so simplistic and yet it's so deep that it reaches to every person, every 
ethnic group, every people, language, tongue, and nation. And it's a great joy to be a part of that work, whether it's in the DR, Senegal, or anywhere in the world. Well, I would finish with my number one. Um, and I, it was it was between these two. So I'll just mention the two. Number one of them is that mission work, at least in my experience, lends itself to a lot of family time. And I'm thankful for that. You you really serve the Lord as, your, as a family when you're on the mission field. And I, you really have to go out of your way uh, to avoid serving as a family. You almost have to do it purposely. And I've seen that happen. I've seen missionaries who kind of go out of their way to not spend time with their family and in doing mission work, almost like they feel guilty um, that that they get to serve the Lord as a family. I don't know. But that being said, I'm grateful for that. And I'm grateful for, and I wrote this down as my number one, the negative experiences. Um, You're usually not grateful when you're in the middle of them. But then when you look back and see how God has taken those negative experiences, uh, whether they're thorns in the flesh, difficult people in your life, whether it's, uh, you know, a trial, a struggle, all of them, when they're surrendered to God, he uses them to manifest his strength. And the Apostle Paul said that. He said, I'd rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. And um, when you really sit back and evaluate the times of life that you wish you weren't going through and you went through them, but then you step back and look at the big picture later and you realize how much God taught you through those things, how God manifests his power and his glory through your weaknesses, through the difficult times. And so I would say as a missionary that because one of the most necessary characteristics of a mis- to be a missionary, and this is true in all of Christian service, is humility. You have to be humble. And I believe that a heart of humility is rooted in and cultivated by a spirit of thanksgiving. When you stop being thankful, when it's just once a year during Thanksgiving in November, when you stop to be thankful, that's not enough. As you cultivate a spirit of thanksgiving, and that means in the difficult times, learning to be thankful to God, that he has allowed you to go through these valleys uh, so that he can prove himself. And we've seen God over and over do that. Our youngest son one day, uh, when, when he was uh, my oldest son, when he was younger, he said, dad, it sure does seem like God answers our prayers quite a bit. And I said, well, he has to, you know, we're missionaries and we really depend on him. We couldn't, we couldn't do this if it wasn't for God. And so I'm grateful that my family gets to see the reality of God in people's lives and that they get to see the reality of prayer answered. And that even in negative experiences, we get to see God's power shine through. Well, that's so true. And um, that's probably a great place to leave it. There may be a missionary right now who's listening to this, who maybe needed this podcast just to kind of be reminded of that as well, because maybe the, this year hasn't been that great for them in a lot of ways, or there are obstacles, or um, I don't know what's going on through people's lives. We do know the Lord is still working, especially protecting those who are serving him abroad. And so, we just want to take time from our families to say thank you for being with us as we begin this journey in our podcast. And we wanted to take a time, just have a little special thing for you today. Maybe you're feeling far from home and these stories will encourage you. That's our hope. 
And uh, Josh, I sure hope you guys have a terrific Thanksgiving. I am already fasting now, trying to get more <laughs> space so I can eat like uh, I probably shouldn't. I was thinking when you talk about two Thanksgivings, the last thing in the world I need to do is marry some girl. Because <laughs> yeah. I do not need two Thanksgivings. <laughs> but um, I sure hope you guys have a great Thanksgiving. And I'm thankful for our friendship and that it's been uh, even rekindled these last few uh, months. Yeah, say hi to your family for us. And uh, you guys have a great Thanksgiving over there in the DR, in the sand and in the sun. <laughs> and so enjoy your time. And uh, we look forward to hearing from many of you. If you're being blessed by this podcast, just wanted to remind you, make sure you're sharing it with your friends. Get the word out and uh, like and subscribe. Hit the notification. And Eric, I'll just mention this before we closed. I just started uh, the YouTube page, Missionary Perspective on YouTube. We need 100 subscribers in order to get a custom URL. So what that means is in order to do, send somebody to youtube.com slash missionary perspective, we need 100 subscribers. And so if you're on Facebook, go to our page and look at the link there. Or uh, you can send us an email asking for the link and we'll send you a link to our YouTube page and you can subscribe to that. And already I posted one video of a little clip from my interview with Daniel Jenkins. And so you could go check that out. We'll be posting these videos uh, on YouTube as well as Facebook. And so make sure you're hitting the notification bell, you're subscribing, leave a comment, get the word out. And I'm so thankful for you, the listeners thankful that you take the time to listen to us and uh, we want to hear from you send us an email a comment let us know how this is encouraging you and uh, let us know what you would like to hear us discuss or let us know if there's a missionary you think we should interview and so get in touch with us have a happy thanksgiving and god bless